Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hoop Dreams, the podcast, an Unlearning Network production. Join us today on the Hoop Dreams Podcast. A Chicago Sun, Proviso East High School legend, played two years at DePaul before declaring for the 2001 NBA Draft, where he was the 15th pick overall, went on to have an incredible nine NBA season. We'd like to welcome to the show our guy, our dog, yeah. one of Chicago's very own, Stephen Hunter. I'm Will Gates, and that's my dog. Arthur A.G. Man, thanks for blessing us with your presence, brother, on the show, Stephen. Really, really appreciate this, man. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Big Steve, I'm just going to jump right into it, man. I know you're a little younger than A.G. and I, but tell us about the first time, man, when you saw the movie. Oh, my God. I mean, it was a talk of the town, man. <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, it's, it's really like the heartbeat of Chicago. Like, you two guys just don't know the type of impact y'all had on, you know, my generation coming up after y'all in, in, in the late 90s. Uh, just just to see y'all coming from, from the west side of Chicago, you know, like myself, you know, climbing through the ranks, you know, some of the, some of the, the housing y'all lived in and some of the same places y'all played, yeah, you know, yeah. I can relate to, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just cool to see, you know, the, people who come from the area, talk the same talk, walk the same walk, play at the same parks. You know, yeah, yeah. we all we all do the same thing. And, and just to see that movie, man, it was it was truly amazing and inspiring. So I, I want to give kudos to both of y'all, man. I, like, it, it really changed my life and it made me want to hoop, so. Yeah, we, hey, hey, Steven, we get that, we get that all the time, man. Uh, you know, cause the, the film was the first time that guys like us was able to see you know, other guys that, you know, that came from the same areas and all of that. But, man, I, I, you know, you, you catching a bus, the way we travel, the, you know, how we got to school and stuff like that. A, a lot of a lot of people that come up under us, they always say, man, like, you know, I was I, I can relate to you guys because my mom cooked that fried chicken in the, in the, in the kitchen. And I, you know, I'm looking at y'all, how y'all, you know, just how y'all being. So when you saw us like, a, you know, and me and Will never thought it was going to grow up and be this big. But when you saw it, did you see like, man, if these dudes, you know, then done a documentary or film and they showing the exact, you know, those opportunities that that can be available to you if you do this, this, this. When you see, when you saw that, did it have an impact on you going forward in your basketball career? Yeah, I mean, like, you guys took us step by step on what the process was like, you know, from being, you know, like going going through high school, choosing a high school to go to, you know, how, mm-hmm. how high school varsity coaching would be, how the travel would be, you know, how our family life would be, you know, so, and then, and then on to college recruiting. And so mm-hmm. um, you guys kind of gave us the blueprint of what to expect and kind of how to go about it. And so, yeah. you know, for that, man, it just to had a whole story going on. And then how y'all tied in all the games. Like, we were like seeing you at St. Joe's playing against those Tavazo East basketball team. You know what I'm saying? And then, Arthur, you, you went all the way down state and you, 
you, you took down Big King. It was just a triumphant story, man, of like the underdog overachieving. And, uh, you know, it just gave a lot of us on the West Side hope. You know, like I said, you guys paved the way. Well, I tell you, man, you you live the ultimate hoop dreams. But before we get into that that illustrious NBA career, man, that we, we want to know the Stephen Hunter origin story. Where you grew up in Chicago, take us back to your neighborhood and what was it like growing up for you? Yeah, well, I was born on the west side of Chicago. Um, you know, I was raised by both my both my parents. My dad is a retired Vietnam veteran, and my mom mm. is is now a retired uh Board of Ed, Chicago Board of Education for 38 years. So I was mm. lucky enough to have both my parents growing up. Uh, we grew up in K-Town. Later on, around sixth or seventh grade, we moved out to Maywood. I'm kind of one of those guys, like from a lot of those guys who came to Maywood, you know what I'm saying, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like a mix between Chicago and 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 Maywood. But, uh, man, had a, had, a, had, a, had a good family. You know what I'm saying? You already know how, how it is growing up in Chicago. You know, it's yeah. tough, you know. It's, you know, you got to make sure you you hold your own because you'll get ran yeah. over real quick. You know, so um, you know after we moved to Maywood, I kind I went to Garfield Elementary, and um, mm. you know that's where I started hooping. I got cut actually in sixth grade. I tried out for the basketball team, got cut, didn't make it, ran home crying. <laughs> <laughs> what? How Stephen Hunter get how Stephen Hunter get cut from the sixth grade team and you probably taller than the principal? Man, I was, bro. I was. <laughs> I was, man. But yeah, uh, I got cut in sixth grade. And uh, you know, that kind of, you know, that kind of just made me just, you know, want to get better. So if anybody know me in Maywood, they'll see me walking down that, walking down that prairie path down to uh Waterworks uh, uh basketball court all the time. And I'll just I'll have that basketball in my hand, bro. And uh, I just hooped that day on the court, you know, pretty, pretty normal upbringing, man. You know how Maywood was back in, back in the, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It was fun. Yeah. Everybody knew each other. I grew up on 12th and Adams. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, that's, that's pretty much it, man. It's just, you know, that's, that's, that was my upbringing. That was my upbringing. That's the, that's the start move from the West side of Chicago to Maywood. And then, uh, you know, pretty much just, just, just hooped every day at Waterworks and, and just got better every year. Well, you, cause you got, cause you got something in common with Michael Jordan. Both of y'all got cut in high school. Now, a- explain to our viewers because I'm quite sure a lot of viewers, you know, then went through their little trials and tribulations of getting cut and not understanding how to bounce back from that. When you got cut, you went home. You know, you, your mom and dad obviously knew you that you got cut. What was that? What happened to make you say, "No, oh, I'm, I'm, I know I'm better than this. Let, let me." What, what what was that conversation like? Who who gave you that motivation to go back out there, or to work on your game in the park and come back that next that you know that next year and make that team? Man, really, you know how I felt is just really humbling. You know what I'm saying? And coming from the west side, I was kind of the, the the new guy there. I had made Bethel mm-hmm. basketball team, but and then I thought that when I moved to Maywood, I was like, I'm for sure gonna make this suburb basketball team. Uh huh. <laughs> so so it was humbling. But you know, I had to wait my turn. It was other seventh and eighth graders, you know what I'm saying, that 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 was there before me that paid their dues. And mm-hmm. um, you know, that was more physically mature than I was. So I, I basically wow. had to wait my turn. And um how it made me feel was just, man, I was just up at the park hooping every day. You know, that's why if anybody know me, they know that I was mm. like one of the tallest seven footers that that actually had a little handle. 
You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because we, we used to play 21, we used to play 32. So, man, just just being up there and then, you know, i always been kind of tall and just other guys been like, man, if I was your height, I'd be dunking like this. I'd be <laughs> doing this. So, like, I, I've always been very, very competitive. And so, mm. you know, a lot of my upbringing and how I got better was just proving a lot of people in the neighborhood wrong. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Saying that, you know, I can do this and I can do that. And I just just always played with other guys and other older guys. And, uh, mm. you know, that kind of that kind of helped me. But I still want to get a little deeper into your family, man. Tell, tell us your brothers, your sisters. Um, talk, talk about your family. Dad was married uh, before he met my mom, so I got three half brothers. You know, one of my mm-hmm. one of my oldest brothers, uh, he's a retired Secret Service agent. He started as a Chicago PD, went up to detective, moved to DC, and uh, mm-hmm. next thing you know, he was in the Secret Service, uh, guarding Obama, Bill Clinton, and things like that. So a lot of people don't know that that uh, one of my mm-hmm. brothers is, is is Secret Service. Um, I got a I got a younger sister, uh, Michelle. She went to Walter Lutheran, then went to. Um, uh, Northern Illinois. Uh, she also lives mm-hmm. out here in Arizona. She's doing well. Um, and then uh, I have two other brothers, and they still in Chicago, just working, taking care of their families, things, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, man. I mean, my mom was just very supportive. She she was my rock. You know, my mom mm-hmm. was the first one to uh, get me to introduce me to basketball. Um, I remember I was like nine or ten years old. She sent me to Ray Myers basketball camp. Out in Three Lakes, mm. Wisconsin, and uh, wow. you know she she sent me there, man, and and that was where I fell in love with the game of basketball. You know that that camp was epic, bro. Like we stayed out in these cabins, and you know he had all these little tournaments, things going on, yes. one on one, you know yep. three point shooting contests, all all that all that different stuff. So Ray Myers wow. basketball camp at the at the age of nineteen years old really made me fall in love with the game. Now, now, did you play? Did you play any other sports, or did you? Baseball was my first love. I, I played for the Maywood Horsemen. Wow, Maywood Horsemen! A lot of guys who who will listen to this know know who those who, who that is. I played little league. I played pony league. Um, I, I really wanted to be a baseball player first. And, Are you uh, serious? Yeah, I wanted to be a baseball player, dog. I used to collect baseball cards. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Trade baseball cards and things like that. I was always into, the, you know, always been like a big Cubs fan, all, all, always in, into baseball. But by the time I got to high school, I, my freshman year, I was like six, seven. I couldn't, I couldn't really hit no more. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> what position did you play in baseball when you was playing? Pitching, I played first base. Big target, big Man, target on face first base. Huh? That six seven wingspan throwing a a ninety mile per hour fastball at your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, just just following my older brother Eric up to the park all the time also helped me. You know, I got an older mm-hmm. brother; he's six years older than me. He's always banging me up, beat me up all the time. You know, what I'm saying no no remorse in a one on one. Yeah, absolutely. Sound like a Curtis Gates. <laughs> <laughs> no remorse. <laughs> You know, Big 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 East always uh, always beat me. He he kind of brought that competitive nature up out of me. So, you know, and that was it, man. Growing up in Maywood in the '90s, man, it was it was fun. Everybody knew each other. It wasn't crazy. All the gangs had cheaps and all that stuff. So it was uh, mm-hmm. and everything. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't no guns like yeah. that. So people, if they had a problem, you know, they they fight instead of pulling out a gun and stuff like that. Yeah. 
We all used to walk around the neighborhood. It was just a good upbringing, man. I, I, I appreciate how I grew up in Maywood. It's funny you brought up Ray Myers' camps. You know, a lot of people don't know this, man, but that camp was actually, you said it's her, but it was out in Wisconsin. But we used to, we, I used to send a bunch of kids to the Ray Meyer camp, man. That was, that was a heck of a camp. So, you know, rest in having to, to coach Meyer, but man, that's, that's, that's big time there. But, you know, man, you, you was talking earlier about, you know, going to the park and all that, but who actually put the basketball in your hand? Like my older brother, he put the ball in my head, was like, here, go in the corner and shoot a ball, but just get out of my face. But who's the ball <laughs> in your hand? Man, I, w- I would probably say my two things. Probably say my older brother, Eric. Like I said, I just always want to follow him around. He's like, go you too little. You know what I'm saying? Go somewhere. But I used to still be yeah, around games and, and, and follow him around. So he got me playing with, with, with older guys. And shit, just growing up in the 90s, man, watching the Chicago Bulls and, a, and, and, and wanting to be like Mike, Scotty, yeah. and John Paxson. I go to the court by myself and be like, man, Paxson passes the Pippen, Pippen. You know what I'm saying? Pass it to Mike. Mike fade away. Right. He scores. You know what I'm saying? Just, 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 just had out in my head like that. So, you know, yeah. I, I was a 90s baby, man. I, I was definitely all the Bulls championships, huge Chicago Bulls fan. And and just wanted to just wanted to be like Mike going up to the park by myself and just hooping and just being consistent mm. and, and persistent. Just every day, every day, every day. You anytime you seen Steve, he had that ball in his hand. So yeah. you know, I, I was, that's how. I, I, you know, I feel me and we'll talk about this all the time because that's that that's one thing that's missing today in in youth basketball. Even you know, if a family have like two or three you know kids around about the same age, you know, that competitive family spirit. You know, you you going to the park and you know it's it's no training, no no none of that. Just just going up there having fun as a kid, like like that's it's no more of that today. Exactly. Every every kid got to get a trainer. Yeah, man. You, I, I tell kids all the time, man. Take that basketball and fall in love with it. Yeah, on your own. Yeah. You know, we used to go to the Austin Y and see Columbus Park and all them places, yep. man, and just and just and just hoop on just open gym. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Get on the court. You don't want to get off. And yep. so repetition is what gets you better. You know, you can yep. you, you know. Training is good when you get older. Obviously, we never had that. We ain't had that luxury yeah. as kids. Uh, yeah. But what worked for us, man, is just the consistency of just being out there and working on your ball handling, shooting, and and watching older guys and how they move and how they get in a triple threat position and 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 how they you know keep the defense off balance and things like that. That's how you learn by just being out there and being being active. Yeah. And then we played against older. We play, we always played against older people that was out there on the court. Remember, remember it was always a, a gangbanger dude that I'm talking about <laughs> that can ball. Like you'd be like, man, I don't want to stick him, man. Like if I if I foul him too hard, he gonna want to fight. No, but it it was it, it was some dudes out there, and I and I'm, and I'm quite sure William got some stories in Cabrini Green, boy. I could tell you, like them dudes can ball. Be like, oh, he he he, twenty five. <laughs> there's nothing like playing against a dude who teach you the lesson of no blood, no foul. <laughs> teach you the lesson of your hand and the ball. They all the same. <laughs> you try to call five, if you want to. You getting cussed out. Might get beat up. <laughs> right, right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Man, you you. 
you've been giving us so much, man, of this of this history. Take us to, um, man, some of the playgrounds you played in in Maywood, and really any place in Chicago. Where 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 did you do your pickup at? Oh man, man, everywhere. You know, like I say, mm. it started with with, with waterworks, and then you know you go over there to. K Town, Moore Park. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Amundsen Park. Uh, like I say, Columbus Park, Garfield Park. Man, Golden Dome. You know, yep. like man, everywhere. I was a typical West Side kid growing up. Man, just hooping, yep. trying to stay out the way, stay stay out stay out of trouble. And um, yeah, and, and, and city of Chicago, man, it, it bringing that competitive nature out, out of you. That's why you see guys yep. like Tony Allen, Will Bynum, hard, uh, you know, hard, mm-hmm. hard-nosed kids. You know what I'm saying? D. Brown, yeah. because we got we got tested early. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We got tested early in our in, in, in our life, and not only on the basketball court, but just going to school and, and life. Period. You know, mm-hmm. we got we got we had to grow up fast, and so you know that that just helped with my maturity. You know, growing up and and you know trying to go through the high school ranks and, and things like that, yeah. being able to travel, play travel basketball and things like that. Because if yeah. you can make it in Chicago, you can make it anywhere. Yes, you can. Hey, hey, Stevie, look, we we growing up, you know, we always we always had nicknames. People gave you nicknames at the court. Now, you being tall, seven-footed like you was, did you have a nickname and did how did you get it? Oh, man, that's a good question, dog. I got it. <laughs> Way back. Uh, man, I don't know. I was super skinny, man. They might have called me Bones or stuff like that, but that was uh, <laughs> shit. I, I can I can go on and on. Um, you know, yeah. big fella. I know once I got to DePaul, Quentin Richardson, he started calling me Big Ticket, kind of like KG, because you know, uh-huh. what I'm I was always trying to be similar to him. Um, but yeah, yeah, just 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 to name a few. You know, I I don't heard it all, man. Kind of lose me now, but I don't heard it all. <laughs> yeah. Man, when you was coming up, who who I mean you mentioned guys like Michael Jordan, but who was in 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 the Maywood area that you was like, man, that dude is legit. That dude is real. Who who were those guys for you? Well, um, I used to hang out with this kid named Jerome Washington all the time, man. Shout out to Jerome. And he was um he was Sherelle Ford cousin. And mm. so, and so when I was in, when I was in eighth grade, you know, I was, I was hooping, creating a little name for myself in Maywood. And then he used to always, you know, tell me about Sherelle and, 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 you know, what, 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 what he did. And we used to go to his house and I used to watch game film on, on Sherelle Ford. And I just, wow. I, I, I just became obsessed with trying to, with trying to be like Sherelle. You know, so mm-hmm. I actually, so I think Sherelle was number 44, so I, I couldn't get that. So I got number 45. So Sherelle mm. may not even know this, but I chose my number, <laughs> my jersey number, because it's Sherelle, because I wanted to be the next proviso. He's great. Yeah. And uh, so, so yeah, just watching, you know, watching, watching guys like like Sherelle and and Mike and Donnie and all that, man, really, really inspired me to want to be one of the next one of the proviso. He's got. Y'all turned them out there too, though, man. I mean, I mean, the reality is, you know, we just think so much like, man. St. Joe's, man, we we putting out talent. East was putting out talent. I mean, every year I turn up, man, y'all, y'all like Joe's. We had it was a pecking order. It was this guy, then it was that guy, then it was that guy. 
y'all had like two, three guys at a time. At a time, yeah. <laughs> Ray Gay, D Brown, you got Shannon Browns, you got all, all the damn Brown. Right, right, right. Kenny Davis, like, God dang. Hey, shout out to Maywood and, and Bellwood and Bravo, man. We had one of the one of the best park systems, or we had uh, mm-hmm. one of the best park system for for youth sports. We used to stay active, all of us. We we grew up in in the parks and, and staying busy with either Maywood Bucks football or Little League baseball or you know playing playing at the rec and things like that. I grew up rec. playing oh. playing at the rec. You know, I was my first Saturday morning. I, I was waiting on you to mention the wreck. I ain't want to bring it up. I was wondering if you was going to ever bring the wreck up. Hey, if you wanted all the smoke, if you wanted all the smoke. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Oh, that's where you had to go to the wreck first. Before you went to the outdoor court, you was like, I know it's going to be somebody at the wreck going to bust my butt. And you slipping and sliding on that flow, but it's going it's gonna, <laughs> uh, to get you better, though. It's going to get you yep. better. Yeah I, got, yeah, I got so many memories, man, just growing up with all these guys. And yeah, man, like, I, I take it back to the park district. Like I say, the wreck and all, all the different park districts, man, it just really helped us out, kept us off the street, and just kept us focused on basketball. Well, let's, let's, let's keep it there, man. Let's keep it on the history. You know, play that provides the man, like we said earlier, in terms of just talent, man, just one of the greatest. I mean, going back to Doc Rivers all the way up to the present day. What what was, did you did you understand the history of Proviso East basketball? You know, um, I did, but, but, not as much as when I first, not as much as when I got in there and I got in it. Mm. And then the, the torch was kind of passed to me. And then mm. I, I, I kind of understood, you know, how people look at you, how you view view you and how the media pay attention to you and what's yep. expected of you. Even the students in your school, even your classmates was like, hey, man, you know, you, you know, you seven foot tall and you at Proviso East, right? You gonna have to bring it. Hey man, it's 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 a big it's a big rich tradition there, and um, wow. you know I can have a triple double. I can have twenty points, you know, ten blocks, twelve rebounds, and and the old head still tell me, man, you should have had thirty, man. You know, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they used to do to Will. Like I say, very 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 competitive, very rich tradition. You know, we breed basketball players at Proviso East. I got a chance to play with some 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 great players at Proviso East when I first got there. I played with Everett Stubblefield and Reggie Davis. Um, mm-hmm. They 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 really paved the way. You know, they they took me under their wing because my freshman year I actually went to Weber, and I played varsity. Mm. Yeah, I went to Weber my freshman year Catholic mm. and um, you know it was just too far. Man, I was catching three buses in the L to get to that school. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me go ahead and go to East, man. So uh, went to East, Evan Ridge took me under their wing, man, just showed, showed me around, you know, like really accepted me and, uh, you know, helped build my confidence up my sophomore year. And uh, once they left my, my junior year, you know, the team was mine. And, you know, we, 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 had some, we had some great times. When he transferred Weber, did he come in playing on varsity right away like you did? Oh, of course. Of course. I played varsity at Weber. And then okay. I came in, I played in the summer league going to, to my sophomore year. At this time, you know, I'm I'm like a like a six nine, six ten sophomore. 
Damn. You know, I've always been really, really athletic. So, you know, tearing the screws off the rim and I'm handling mm-hmm. the ball too. So, and shooting that little jump shot. So I, I, had, I had a lot of potential. I just had to get a little bit stronger and a little bit more experience under my belt. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, man, just, you know, uh, watching, watching Ed, playing with Ed, playing with Reg, uh, you know, playing under Andrew Johnson my sophomore year, mm-hmm. uh, playing at the Proviso West Tournament for the first time in front of all the people, you know, really exposing me to big-time basketball like that. Yes. It just, it just, it just really, really helped me, man, really propelled my confidence. And back then, high school basketball was everything in Chicago. You know, we had the prep game of the week. You know, it was, yes. we was getting televised and, you know, we had CLTV where you getting interviewed on there and, and, and they, they really put a spotlight on high school basketball. So it was just some, just, just some really good times, man. Played against a lot of great talent. Uh, played against Corey McGetty back in high school, uh, Quinn mm-hmm. Richardson, Paul McPherson, <clears throat> Big Lance. You know, the list goes on and on and on. Um, I just want to say I'm jealous of you two because y'all played in the Proviso West Christmas Tournament and Marshall Luther Befford, rest in peace, my head coach. I mean, damn, I'm like, coach, I got a camera crew following. You think we can get our team in the Proviso West Tournament this year? Oh, hell with that tournament. We going to the Glenbard East. We going to the Glenbard West Tournament. Man, nobody want to play out there, man. I'm like, I want to play in the damn Proviso, Proviso West Christmas Tournament. That's how I used to talk to Bedford about this and only had two years to play there. And this every year we went up to the damn Glenbar East or Glenbar West. I'm like, oh, shit. Man, that's a tournament super weak. Y'all had to been at, at West, man. Hey, wasn't it so, wasn't, it, wasn't that place sold out at the at the beginning, at, at the, the, remember the two, they always used to have the game starting around about four and it go to like eight o'clock. So even the games that pretty too much teams, you know, they was all right, but people was there because to see their games, but they knew they wanted to see the later games. But if they didn't get there early, they weren't going to get in. It was a place to be. I'll never forget when I was in eighth grade, man, I went to Proviso West Christmas tournament for the first time. And I, I got a chance to see Farragut play with Kevin Garnett <sighs> and Ronnie Fields. <sighs> Bro, when I tell you they had people packed to the roof, I'm talking about nobody else can get in. We people are on the roof, on the ceiling of the building, standing up watching the game. And, and you know that was the first time I ever seen a seven footer like KG step out there and shoot that three ball like that. He talked trash. He throwing lobs to Ronnie. Uh, you got Big Mike right out there, man. Popcorn popping, man. You taking me back right now, man. Yeah, yeah. Will, what was your first time when you when you played at the Christmas tournament in, in Proviso West? Yeah, yeah, that was uh my my sophomore year, my sophomore year playing in front of all them people like that. We had a big win against Deerfield. My guy Reggie know about this. It was like five seconds left. We down one. Reg gets in the basket, he throw me a little dime on the block, mm-hmm. and boom, I dunked it for the game. And uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh. That, that was one of my experiences I'll never forget. That was probably my first or second game at Proviso West. And, you know, just, man, playing against Big yeah. Leon Smith up there, saying, we're going to match you up against him. We're going to match you up against Big Leon. You can't do nothing against Big Leon. You can't yeah. do nothing against this guy. And then you you always find out at the West Tournament. You always Yeah, you always going to find out. I, I say this, I can't, and this is our Sigma brother, Will, I cannot bring up Proviso West without speaking on Alonzo Verge. 
Will. Man, Tell us about Alonzo Verge, dog. Five Beta Sigma in the house, too, baby. Tell you something, man. The first time I saw Verge, we was playing them, man, and uh, that joker hit a <laughs> Steph Curry left-handed jump shot. I mean, I'd never seen a talent like that, man. And I thought I was talented, but that dude was ex- like he was a one-man crew. Like Verge didn't need four other guys. Like Verge was that <laughs> But, but that, but that yeah. Visor West tournament, man, first of all, it, it was probably the toughest talent I'd had ever seen. And and I, I used to hate the way they would set it up because they always would get – we would have the 6 o'clock game, St. Joe's. Mm-hmm. East would have the 7 o'clock game. And then they always gave West the 9 o'clock game. But what I yeah. didn't like what they used to do was we out here playing St. Joe's. We playing Collins from the city. West playing, uh, I mean, East, they got y'all playing uh, another hard school, Crane from the city, but then Proviso West playing, right. you know, Mississippi Sean, Valley. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, you ain't lying about that, Will. Sean Glenbard East. Right, right, right. Good boy, easy, our right. first game is a championship game, and they out here playing. Lions Town shit. <laughs> Wow, you say Lions Township? Steve is crazy. But, but, but Steve, I'm gonna ask you this, man. Can you rifle off some of the the names that came out of East, just so our listeners can know just the rich history of Proviso East High School, man? Because it's uh, Jim Brewer, Michael Finley, Donnie Boyce, Sherelle Ford, D Brown, Shannon Brown. Oh man! Uh, uh, oh, one of my all-time favorites. My guy gonna be listening. Uh, Leon Tubbs. Leon Tubbs. Hey, Leon Tubbs. <laughs> Leon Tubbs out there. Uh, Kenny Davis. Carl Davis. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just list goes on and on. I said Jim Brewer, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yep. I mean, Browns. Yeah, I said the Brown. D Brown. Shannon Brown. Um, D Brown was my freshman. He was a he was a point guard. I was a senior. He was a freshman. I, I recruited him to come to East from Bethel. I never forget Ooh. it. Yeah, young young my my young boy. You know he came. Yeah. D Brown, I love him, man. He got heart, man. And um, you know as 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 much as uh, you know I'm competitive. I want to be the best, or whatever. I would probably say D Brown is probably the 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 greatest to come out of Proviso East. That's huge right there. Man, D D, man. D Brown D Brown got heart, man, and he created a lot of he he created a lot of, you know, accolades and things for for himself at that school, man. Like he he really ran it up. And uh what what was the what was the one thing you loved about playing with that guy? Uh his heart and Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And his work ethic. Mm. As a freshman, yeah. when, when, when he came in there, he picking you up full court as a freshman. And, and he playing against teams. And I seen that at Bethel, and I said, man, I, I need this young kid on my team. You know, <laughs> and you and you went hard recruiting on him like 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 Jawan Howard did Chris Webber. And I cuffed him. I cuffed him. Brought him out there to Maywood, man. And say, hey, we gonna win a championship with you, and we almost did. Damn. Yeah, we almost did. But man, shout out to my guy D, man. Uh, you know, I also want to send a shout out to 
my guy went to provide Zoe's. He was with me at Joe's for a little bit, but uh, he went over there and won that championship with you all, Jamal Robinson. Jamal Robinson. Got about Jamal. Jamal was a dog, Jamal. too. Jamal was a dog. I mean, it's so many. I'm sorry if I, I forget people, but it's so many. I can't, how can I forget yeah. about Jamal? Jamal was a super dog. Yeah. You know, uh, Ray Gay. Oh, yeah, Ray Gay, yeah. I forget. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we had we... And you know what? It was a few uh when I went to school there at St. Joe's, it was a few cats that was at Joe's that actually transferred out and went to Proviso East. Jamal wasn't the only one. I remember Chris Coleman. Remember he went to Stevenson uh Will? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, he played over there with them guys. Just, just so much history over there. You can think Maywood a suburb if you want to, man. Right, right, right. That's what I thought. I thought when I was coming from the city, I'm like, Mom, I'm going to be riding my bike to school. I'm going to have a paper route. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody know Maywood is the west side of Chicago. (laughs) Really? Everybody know that. So, G, what what AAU team did you did you start playing for in your lap when you when you when you all you know junior senior year? What AAU team was you playing with? Man, then? great great question. So, I, I got my 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 start with uh, with the Oak Park Sonics. Uh, this guy okay. named Pete and Ogun. They came and got me out of there. I was like seventh eighth grade. They found me at the YMCA shooting by myself, and they was like, "Man, come join our team." So after that, I got recruited by my man, which I owe a lot to, Terry Head. Terry Head. Shout out to T Head. Shot legend. Man, T T Head uh instilled in me like my my first confidence. He the one first got me thinking that I could I, I could hoop and, and that I had a future in basketball. So big, big shout out to T Head, cause you know, without T Head, I wouldn't be where I am today. You know, he uh wow. he, he gave me that con that, that confidence. He was he was like, young fella, you, you remind me of a young Antoine Walker. He was like, that's what you're going to be. You're going to be Antoine Walker. You know, you handle that ball. You shoot that ball. And he put the ball in my hands. He used to call me scoring machine. He just put all this stuff in my head, bro, really boosted my confidence. And he built me up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Told, told me when I was wrong. He's hitching your chest when, you, when, you, when, when you're wrong. You know what I'm saying? Made, yeah. Made you really man up. <clears throat> but uh, big shout out to T-Head. So I played for T-Head. Then after that. I got a little, I got, you know, a lot more recognized going through high school. T Head passed me along to mm-hmm. Mac Irvin and mm. uh, the Chicago Fire. T Head say, look, man, I, I brought you as far as I can take you. So now I started yeah. playing for Team Illinois, the Mac Irvin Fire with Mari Sawyer, Leon Smith. Um, we, had, we had Brandon, we had Rio Logan on that team. Damn. What's my name? Um, Smallwood, Kelvin Smallwood on that team. Mm-hmm. Dunbar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, we we traveled a lot, traveled all, all across the country, man. Just so so now on this AAU team with the with the Mac Irvin Five, you playing against the national dudes. Yeah, yeah, the national dude. We now we team Adidas. I ended up going Ugh. to ABCD camp. Um, after my junior year, going to my senior year, I was ranked the number one center in the in the, in the nation. Uh, all because Damn. of my exposure I got with playing with ABCD. And, uh, mm-hmm. and and Mac Irvin Fire, and uh, we were just one of them sponsored did, sponsor teams. Did did any of the hype go to your head? Did you say like the Terry head? Did, did that voice come in your head? Like, man, I'm out on this on, on this circuit, and everybody telling me I'm the number one and all this. Did you get big headed, or did you say, no, nah, I'm just gonna stay, keep my head down, and just go forward and just keep working hard? Man, you know, just my upbringing, man, coming from my pops. You know, my my pops and my mom is in the house, so they they kept me grounded. You know, it wasn't mm. no Hollywood stuff. It was, you know, you come home, you still do your homework. You know, you do your chores. You, 
you, you shovel the snow, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Things like that. So uh, my mom and dad really kept me grounded. They really kept me kind of insulated and focused on school and then focused yeah. on basketball. So I ain't really get into a lot of gang stuff. And, uh, you know, I also had some, had, had some folks out in Maywood that, that really looked out, looked out for me, made sure I was straight. Um, yeah. but, but no, I ain't never, I ain't never, um, really get the big head, bro. Always kept, kept a good circle around me. I think, I think a lot of my success I've had, you know, is, is predicated not only on the, 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 the talent I work to get, but the people around me, my mom right. and my friends and my coaches and, and, and people like that, making sure I just stay hungry. You know what I'm saying? That's one yeah. thing I always live by is just, man, you got to stay humble and you got to stay hungry. I always just kept my head down. I just always kept working. Now, did you always have a handle? Because when I first saw you play, I was like, damn, he got a nice handle for a seven-footer. Like, I, I, I didn't think Kevin Garnett. I, I just thought, like, damn, look how look how mobile this dude is. Like, look how he can just face up and, and put it on the floor and go baseline, bank shots and shit. So was your Score handle always will. like that? Score at will. Yeah, i always been blessed to be really coordinated and, and really good feet. And uh, my handle just came from playing at the parks, bro, to be honest with you, playing at Waterworks. Yeah. Playing it, playing a lot of twenty-one, playing a lot of thirty-two, also playing wow. a lot of one-on-one against guards, playing a lot of one-on-one. Um, mm-hmm. That's 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 how I improved my skills as well. Um, but man, I was just a hooper, man. You just same, same as y'all. You had to hoop, you know. We didn't have all yeah. these trainers and stuff, and I had I had to hoop like everybody else was hooping. You know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. I had to, you know, uh, you know, get my handle right and. I always wanted to use my quickness and use my athleticism to 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 beat bigger guys. Cause back back in the day, you know, I wasn't as big as I am now. I was a lot skinnier, and so right. um, I had to use my quickness and athleticism and mobility and, and and agility to 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 really you know get by bigger guys. So you know that's that's where it came from. So now, man, you you are killing it on the circuit, killing it at East. Um, how 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 did the recruiting process start up for you, and and how did how did that get going? All right, so I had a little hiccup. So my junior year, um, I got talked into going to Mount Zion Christian Academy after my junior season at Proviso East. We had we had a great season. Um, you know, I was on a I was on a high. I'm getting recruited by DePaul, Kentucky, UNLV, Michigan, uh, schools like that. And so I get approached by this guy named Joel Hopkins, uh, mm. by the way, of Matt Gerber. And okay. that was around them times when them players was, was coming out of the uh, coming out of high school, going to the league. Yeah. Remember, Leon did it and a couple, you know, mm-hmm. KG did a couple other guys. So we had a little plan like, Steve, maybe after your senior year, you seven foot, you might mm. have a shot to go to the league out of high school. So I ended up going to Mount Zion. And uh, I got to be honest with you, man. That six months I stayed there has probably changed my life, you know. Um, really? Yeah, I mean. In a good way or a bad way? In a good way, basketball-wise, because it, it turned okay. a boy into a man. You know what I'm saying? It's like waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Mount Zion, them prep school, Mount Zion, Oak Hill, them places like mm-hmm. that, they basketball yeah. factories. They wake, we all stand in dorms. Um, wake us up at 5 o'clock in the morning before school. We run at football stadium. Uh, uh, stadium stairs. We go to school. We get out of school about two o'clock. They make you play basketball from about three o'clock to nine o'clock at night, bro. Make you play. What? We exhausted, <laughs> you know. But it just it just hardened it, it hardens your mind. 
It, it hardened mm. your body. And it, mm. for me, it made me really, really resilient, bro. And, 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 and so, you know, um, after about six months there, going to ABCDD camp, planning all the circling and stuff like that, I just got homesick. You know, I really yeah. just got homesick. And then, you know, the is some 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 shady things came out about like school fixing grades and all that stuff. And and mm-hmm. uh, you know, my parents didn't want, want me involved in that. So yep. I ended up going back, I transferred back to East in time for my senior year. So a lot of people don't mm. know that. You know, I still played for yep. East my 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 uh my my sophomore junior senior year, but between April and October, I was in North Carolina going to Mount Zion. And so I came Boy, back <clears throat> for my senior year at East. And man, I, I I guarantee that's a championship, man. I, I just knew we was gonna win it that year, you know. And yeah. uh, you know, I, you know, we had some we had some issues with like transfer rules, so I had to sit out some games. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you know, I came back and had a great great season. End up going to DePaul, so it all it all worked out. Wow. Yep. So when did you commit to DePaul? Did you did you visit the campus and you know? Oh yeah. Well, so I took I took a lot of visits. Um, Tell us who. Tell us where you went. I need to know how they took care of my boy on them visits. So, uh, so, so at the time, you know, I got, I got to keep it one hundred with y'all, man. I'm retired now. I, I can go ahead and tell y'all. So, Mount Mount Zion had this thing where they was like really selling players. Damn. So they wanted me to go to Nebraska, and uh, they was going. Nebraska was going to pay me a hundred thousand dollars and give me a Range Rover. Uh, wow. You know, I, I just yeah. wanted to go home. So mm. to be honest with you, that was a big part of me leaving Mount Zion because I didn't want to be sold to the, to the school that they, mm-hmm. that, that they wanted me to go to. So I worked, right. so I worked with Tracy Dildy and I, I worked with, you know, uh, you know, mm. just the administration at DePaul to, to get me there. But back to your question, I went to, uh, UNLV. Uh, and mm. I'm glad I made that school my 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 second to last visit because if I made that school my last visit, I would have went to UNLV. <laughs> <laughs> get down there, man, uh, bro. Mm. I get I get down there. They they hook me up with an R&B singer. I'm in a hotel. I got stuff waiting on me at the hotel. They I'm in the casino. I'm 17 years old. It's right. Said Sean Marion was my host. He took me to some type of house party, man. Man, I got a, I got a full fledged of the Vegas life, and I left there and be like, all right, I'll see y'all later. I'm, I'm definitely gonna sign. <laughs> luckily, <laughs> luckily, I made DePaul my my last visit, and once I went to DePaul mm. and I saw I saw how close we was with you know Q and, and Bobby and Lance and like yeah. the, and like the potential we had to be great, and um, you know, just the strength and schedule we had. We was on t- TV all the time at DePaul. We, we was all the time. Yeah, all, all the time. So um, I ended up choosing DePaul, which which ended up being the best decision of my life. <laughs> I just got to ask though, man, how'd you turn down 100K? We were like this. <laughs> hey, I would have gave them 100K not to go to Nebraska. I don't want to live in the right, man. <laughs> I ain't trying to be the illest in the Nebraska. Right. Well, yeah, bro. Uh, I just didn't want to go to no Nebraska. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah. I, I've been broke all this time. I'm scared. Was was waiting another year or two. Right. Right. 
So uh that's what that's where actually that's the school Carl Hayes went to. Sco Hayes went to. Okay. Yeah, he did. Sco Hayes went to Nebraska. But I can understand you turning that down because some shit like that may look good. Like, what you gonna give me this and a Range Rover? Like, uh, it's just too much how this shit can go sideways. And then they holding, you know, of what they done gave you. Oh, if you don't do what we say or go with this agent leaving here, we going to tell that your ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it would just look like too many strings was attached to that. Well, then let me ask this then. What the Paul give you? <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, man. Game late. I, I, I think, uh, I think uh, Bobby and Q got them before I did. So I got them before us. Right, right, right. We have to sign an NDA on that one. That's right. No, nah, I ain't getting nothing from the ball, man. I just got an opportunity, dog. That's all I got. Hey, me and Will was talking before. Don't you... ask Lance and Bobby and, and, right. Q, and Q that. Hey, me and, Will, me and Will was talking before you came on, and we was like, that was the last time that a school in Chicago had that many city Chicago players that all came together. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's the last time I've seen that. Man, we had it was special. It was special. We we had something special going on. And, you know, it started with Q making that jump, saying that, yep. you know, we gonna stay here and Bobby gonna come with me and Lance gonna come with me. And we're going to turn this into Chicago University. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, you know, once you see them guys there, which which I hope they start again, man. I, I, I love my school, but we definitely need to get more guys from the inner city. Um, yeah. From the city of Chicago playing on that basketball team. Because when the yep. fans can relate to the roster and when they can relate to, to you yeah. know, who's on that squad, you know, yep. uh, the, the Chicago guys are going to come out. So, um so yeah, we 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 started something special, and um, we had we had we had the chains moving. After me, it was Andre Brown. Then it was Amari Sawyer. Uh, Eddie yeah. Curry would have signed that if he didn't go to the league out of high school. So right, we Oof. we had it. We we had it moving. We had it moving. Man, it was working. It was working. Talk a little bit about that though, man. Talk about playing with those guys, Q Rich and Bobby Simmons, and and that high jumping over athletic Paul. McPherson, I mean, because y'all was making noise, man. But it's interesting, again, too, you decided to stay home. But I guess it 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 goes with it because even when you was out at Mount Zion, you decided to come back, too. So staying home makes a lot of sense. But talk to us about playing with them dudes, man, because of Q Rich, Bobby Simmons, Paul McPherson. I mean, y'all basically had an NBA squad in college. Yeah. Yep. I mean, bro, like big-time competition in, in, in practice. Because Ooh. even though we on the same team, you was my rival in high school. So yeah, I'm going at your neck. Yep. You know, every yep. day, every day, me and Big Lance went at it because he he Ooh. thought I he he thought I was some soft kid from the suburb. Him him and suburbs. <laughs> hey man, you played in the sicker East. <laughs> you played in the <laughs> <laughs> you ain't about to do nothing up here. I'm like, I ain't playing no damn sick of East, man. Playing <laughs> suburban gold. But anyway, dog. Wow. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you call it? The sick of East. Paul <laughs> <laughs> said I played in the sick of East. Man, <gasps> dog, we used to have laughs on that team, man. Oh, my God. And, uh. 
Paul used to always go with Q. You know what I'm saying? Like Paul came in out of Kennedy King. So in practice, yep. every time we try to run the play, we try to go through the office, Paul get the ball. Oh, Q, isolation. <laughs> Immediately. Go against Q. You know, uh, you know, Bobby, you know, me and Bobby going at it. Just just all, all these guys, Andre and Bobby, all, all these guys. Like, so we had really, really competitive practices, really competitive practices. And I just think that helped us all get better. It helped us all get better. That wasn't uh, Conference USA, was it? Yeah. Uh, we played against some tough Marquette teams. Yeah. So, yeah. St. Louis was really tough back then. UNC Charlotte was real tough. So we it, it was a tough conference. Did y'all beat them Marquette Warriors, man? Because them dudes, man, I don't, you know, I don't know about them blue and gold dudes, They didn't man. beat us when I was playing. We might have been a few <laughs> times, but listen, you go to play Marquette, you playing in a real-life physical basketball game, bro, because they always will coach. They have great home court advantage. I don't think we ever beat uh-huh. them at Marquette. I think we might have beat them once or twice at DePaul. But, but they got great home court advantage, and they play physical as hell. So Marquette always been a well-coached, well-programmed. Wow. Great program. Damn. Yeah. It's, 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 it's funny, man. You you got to play with, again, Q Rich. And, of course, did you did you know Q Rich? I knew you knew of him, but did you know Q Rich? Well, I just knew him from, from just playing against these guys. You know, playing, mm-hmm. playing, you know, we all played against each other in high school. And, you know, Q right. went to Whitney Young. We played mm-hmm. a few times against each other in the, in the, in the summer league and, you already know he talking trash about everything. You know what I'm saying? He get a dunk. Yeah. He slapping yep. the backboard. And, you know, so yeah. I, I played against Lance. I played against Lance. I'll never forget Big Lance Williams in the three-on-three tournament. You know what I'm saying? And, and me and him mm. went at it. So I gradually had to earn the respect from these these, these guys because they I'm coming yeah. from Maywood. They they think it's a suburb, but it really ain't like that. Right. So, yep. so I had to earn their respect and and – you know, that's what I did. And I, I still talk to all them guys today. But that's what makes it so so beautiful, man, just to, you know, be able to start from the bottom, man, and then you earn the respect of your peers. That's what we love as basketball players. But you guys were so talented, man. And, of course, even that first year you make the tournament. You lose to Kansas in a tough game. Mm-hmm. But I, I've always wanted to ask, particularly that team, did you ever think that and, – and maybe you could tell us differently – was Coach Kennedy the right guy for the talent y'all had? Yeah, I love Coach K. You know, uh, Coach Kennedy can sell water to a well. You know, he he, yeah. <laughs> he said, Steve, if you here longer than two years, I we we done did something wrong. I done did something wrong. So he wow. he 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 uh, was like Calipari in a way. He wanted to get the players, have them stay a year or two, and get them to the NBA so they can take care of their families. So mm-hmm. so that was a big selling point with Pat. And um, like I said, we had we had a really good thing going. We we just had some unfortunate losses. Like we had that loss at Duke where we should have won the game. It probably would have changed our program. Where yeah. you know we we leading the whole game. We taking the overtime, and the, and the guy named Nick Horvath he hit a, a long three point off the backboard to beat us at the buzzer. You know that was a mm. game we should have won. And then they had a Cincinnati game that. Kenya Martin goes off for 24 points in like three minutes or something like that. And you know what I'm saying? They they end up beating us on the last second shot. So we was really, really close. You know, I just think if if, if guys would have stayed there for maybe two, three years, we still had to earn it. You know, if we would have stayed there for yep. two, three years, um, you know, we would have eventually went deep into the to the tournament and possibly competed for uh, a championship. But, um, you know, 
still never yeah. take away all, all the good times we had, all, all the good things we accomplished, all the all the great things we did for the city. That was that. I mean, that that that's great. You know how you handled the, the highs and the lows of big time college basketball, and for you to even speak on those two games, how you said would have you know changed the the scope of y'all program, you know. But as you coming out of that, what what really tell us what led to your decision to go early in the draft to declare for the draft early? Um, I just thought I was ready. Um, you know, regardless of what a lot of people thought at the time, they, they thought I should stay, should stay in school. But I just I just, mm-hmm. I just felt I was ready. Um, I felt I did all I could at DePaul. Um, yeah. We had a younger recruiting class come, coming up, you know. Um, and, you know, I, I just wanted to do what was best for, for my family. And so the best thing I did was I went to Tim Grover. And I, mm. I, left, I left school after the season. Um, well, I didn't really leave. They kicked me out. Like once, once they found out I was leaving, I tried to get back right. in and my key card didn't work no more. I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, st- I still end up going back to school. But anyway, uh, uh, I just I just, I just, just felt that I was ready. So I, I, I worked out with, with Tim Grover and uh, that was that year, 2001, when Mike was trying to get back in the league. So I was up there with Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. Twan Walker and Oh, Michael Finley had all these great runs at uh, Hoops the Gym. And don't forget, did you Will see a dude Gates. William Gates Will in there? Gates. My fault, Will Gates. <laughs> Will Gates was one of the first ones out, and one of the first runs he was up there. Will Gates was over there. I think he was trying to, he was trying to go overseas, or he was trying to, you know, still play professionally. So we had all pros in the building, all pros in the mm. building, and, uh, and 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 so that started my transition, man. I, I ended up, I was projected a, a, a late first round pick, but. Um, I ended up going to the Chicago pre-draft camp. I got MVP of the pre-draft camp, um, mm-hmm. and that boosted my stock. So um, I ended up going. How competitive was them runs at Hoops the Gym? I mean, tell us, give us some stories how Michael Jordan was acting in the runs. Would he stack his team? Would he say, give me that dude, that dude, that dude, and we playing against y'all? Let's go. Man, first, first time, the first time I ever seen Mike in person was at Hoops the Gym. And so wow. I, I walk in the door, and Mike is standing at uh at 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 the, at the desk at the front desk, mm-hmm. and bro, when I just look at, I take one look at Mike, my childhood idol, is like yeah. a man had like a halo over his head or something. <laughs> <laughs> Feel how special he is, you know what I'm saying? And, right. Uh, and so I, I go up to Mike, I'm like, dang, and everything, I shake his hand, everything going to, through my head. Like, remember when I watched the old yeah. video, come fly with me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> through my head, I'm like, man, it's really Mike. I'm like, man, I, you know, I look up to you. And da, 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 da. he was like, okay, young fella, you know, thanks, man. You about to go up there and work out. And then from then on, we kind of came counterparts, you know what I'm saying? Workout buddies. You know, I'm on a bench mm. press with Mike. Yeah, yeah. Doing everything he do. Doing everything he do. You know, Tim working out me, Mike, and probably like a Jawan. Jawan was always there too. Jawan Howard was always there. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but back back to your questions. Uh, the runs was crazy. I mean, it's like an NBA All Star game. Chicago got so many pros. You got Jawan Howard, Antoine Walk on the floor. You got Michael Finley on the floor. You got. Quentin Richardson, Corey McGetty, everybody in the league from Chicago gravitated to boost the gym. And we there. Yeah. And, you know, Sean Marion, you know, you know, you, you get on the floor and shit, you got to come with it. Hey, Steven, I love I love the little story William always tell me about going up there. What that parking lot look like, uh, Will? 
I, I, say, I, say, I say, man, listen, there's a billion dollar worth of cars in the parking lot. <laughs> You'll see nothing but Range Rovers and <laughs> Cadillac trucks, <laughs> Escalades everywhere. Was, was, I heard Jalen Rose came through there too. Yeah, everybody. You like yeah. LeBron came up there. LeBron when, when 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 he was in uh high school. High school. In high school, LeBron came up there? Yeah, played against LeBron in high Damn. school. He came, he First came time up there. Was... Yeah. Same LeBron wow. he had. Maybe I don't know how old he was. 16, 17. Just let me tell you about the guy that I remember at the camp, Stephen Hunter. I remember, I remember, and I'm calling it the camp, but at Hoops the Gym. Yes, sir. First time I saw Steven. Because, you know, I was upstairs in the weight room, too, working out with you guy. Steven just getting stronger every day. He has, like, these two 50-pound, you know, weights in his hand. And this joke over there doing, like, leg, one-legged leg squats. And all you hear is this thump hitting the floor. Boom, and he's springing back up. Boom, and he's springing back up. And I said, who's that big dude? They said, oh, man, that's, that's Steven Hunter. This kid, this kid out there provides East. I said, that's... I said, that's the same Stephen Hunter at Proviso East? I said, where did he get that big? Chest expanded, arms were strong. Man, he became a monster. And literally, I can say this, man, all props out to, 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 um, to Timmy Grover because, man, Doc, he got you right, man. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he got you right. Yeah, he did. I, 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 honestly, man, in that, in that four or five month span, I became a, I transformed my body, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I just became a whole new basketball player. You can just see that potential starting to come out. And so, Ooh. yeah, that's what that's, that's. He was in there dunking on dudes. I'm talking about catching it in the post because he's always had that nice turnaround, touch hook, left hand, right hand. But he was in there now grabbing it, turning, hitting guys, boom. Duncan, then he had to dunk on my boy one game. I was like, dang, I kind of felt bad for Daryl Cunningham. Because Daryl oh, was there yeah. too. I knocked Daryl down, man. <laughs> Daryl Cunningham. DC. I remember that. Shout out to DC, man. Shout out to DC, man. Hey, Steven. Now, look, you 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 working out with, with these guys at Hoops the Gym. You, you know, you about to put your name, declare for the draft. Tell us and our viewers at that time, do you get an agent right away or do you wait to see what the people talking about where you're going to go in the draft? I got like, an agent right away. The agent uh, gave me a $50,000 advance. Um, I went and uh, put it down. I went and got my, myself an apartment, went and bought an Escalade, mm -hmm. kept a little money mm -hmm. in the bank, helped mom out a little bit and mm -hmm. uh, focus on basketball. Pay my training mm. fees and stuff like that. Focus on my back. Focus on basketball. So right after I left DePaul, I went and hired an agent. You know, got a couple dollars in my pocket, and uh, mm -hmm. and and that's how that that's how that worked out. Best decision I ever made. Now a lot of people don't know who did, who never worked out. They only heard that Tim Grover. You know the. Worked out Michael Jordan and got him, you know, stronger after the Detroit Pistons used to whoop his ass. But tell people how rigid that man was. He would find your ass if you was late for 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 your workout, and he would have three workouts set up for you to a morning workout, an afternoon workout, and an evening workout. And if you missed either one of those, he was finding your ass. Yeah, it was it, it was scary, man. But I I really seen the results with Tim. You know. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, morning, like you say, morning and afternoon. Yep. And then sometimes we come back in and, and hoop at night. But yep. it's just a it's just a real rigid process. 
you know, Tim was hungry. You know, Tim was hungry trying to get in the game, trying to get all these guys. And then we had a yep. lot of hungry players in there trying to trying to get better and stand better. So, yeah. um, you know, Tim was Tim was a man, just greatest trainer I ever had. You know, he helped me get a lot stronger game, helped me with my confidence, helped me mentally mm. and, and and physically. Paid a lot of attention to me. You know, he, he mm-hmm. always took to me and took to my game and always wanted to help me out. So, you know, Tim Tim was really big for me coming up. Now, you know, I just got to ask this about Tim Grover. Rumor mill is that how you paid Tim Grover was Tim didn't ask for his money up front. Tim waited till you got that contract. Yep. <laughs> and, sometimes it, and sometimes it didn't come for some folks. And he, Tim made them pay him anyway. Yeah, right, right. They probably still owe him to this day. But Tim don't get his money, though. He get his money. Tim started out humble, man. Like, I'll tell you how yeah. I went down. Like, my, my, when I first time I came there, you know, Tim charged a flat fee. It was like it was like 15 grand for a summer, okay? But you did yep. every day, you know, 15 grand yeah. for a summer for, for all the athletes, might include. But then once they built that other gym, that, that big gym, Mm-hmm. And I, his his prices became astronomical, and I, he got up to 60, 80 grand a summer. And folks yeah. was like, Ugh. "Man, see, I don't care how much I'm getting paid in the NBA. Folks with hundred million right. contract wasn't even paying that." So right, uh, right. So you know that's that's kind of what happened with that man. But big shout out and to they, Tim, man, still still doing his thing. Got his. And they said, and they said he used to have nutrition plans in there built in for each guy too. And we had everything. We had everything. We had nutrition plans. Uh, we had our own personalized workout plan. Each player got their own mm-hmm. personalized workout. We had our own lockers in there. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was it was really advanced. It was really advanced. Well, listen here, uh, Steve. Man, we got the this thing that Ag and I do called halftime. I'm sure you're familiar with it. So I'm gonna let my man Ag hit you with the first question on halftime. Who's your all-time top five Proviso East players? Sherelle Ford, number one. D Brown, number two. I'm a big Kenny Davis fan. Kenny Davis, mm-hmm. number three. Donnie was cold, man. I'm gonna go with Donnie. Donnie you like the Donnie? Donnie? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Donnie. Donnie was cold. D Boyce. Yeah, I'm gonna go with D Boyce. Then uh, the last spot. Let's go, Shannon. Come on, Shannon Brown. Shannon Brown. Brown? Yeah. What? Shannon uh-huh. Brown. I gotta go with Shannon. So who I got? I got Shannon and D. Are the Brown brothers? I got uh-huh. Kenny. Kenny Davis. Sherelle. And Donnie Boyce. And Donnie. All right. Mike Finn, if you listening to this, don't, don't be, don't be, don't be uh mad, man. Don't be mad, Mike Finn. You know. Mike Finn. Doc Rivers, like, I got a whole my whole cupboard is that at the school in the in the in the, in the gym. <laughs> I didn't see Doc play. I mean, but I heard Doc had a guy on his team that was better than him, though. Really? Uh I forgot his name. Well, listen, man. My question for you is. Give me three people that influenced you the most. Uh, number one, I'll say my mom. You know, my mom always mm-hmm. been there for me. She got me in Raymond yep. basketball camp. She helped me with my homework every night. Uh, never missed a game. Elementary school, uh, mm. Columbus Park game, Proviso East game. Never missed a game. Always been supporting me since day one. And, and she oh, still is. So, so, so my mom, Deuce, is, is, is my number one. Um, mm. Second... Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. You know, Michael Jordan, huge mm-hmm. inspiration to me. He the GOAT, and I'm biased with that. Like, he'll always be my GOAT. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, so yeah, I'll, I'll say MJ. And um, one more. The third inspiration to me, man, uh, honestly, is just, I would just say, you know, 
I can't really name a person. I'll just say my entire family. You know, I always wanted to represent the hunters. You know, um, I always wanted to just represent my family and and, and carry on that hunter name. What other passions do you have outside of basketball that could have become that could have been a, a career for you, or maybe still will or still is? Man, you know, I always like at night I be watching forensic files and all that stuff, man. So I. You know, always been into, you know, like a detective work or something like that. You know, mm -hmm. you know, somebody, somebody doing studying criminal justice in, in the law yeah. enforcement in, in some in some way or form. So that's one career I could have chose. Can you see the seven foot hunter <laughs> coming up? Oh, showing NCIS. Uh, <laughs> License registration. Yes. Right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, some in law enforcement, uh, I'll probably say baseball. Man, I wish I could have played baseball. I just got too okay. tall for it. So baseball. Um, and the last one, believe it or not, man, I'm a big fight fan. Boxing. I love boxing. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And, and and in some off season, I used to train with my man Montel Griffin. Um, oh. Yeah, I was training yeah. him to to get ready for the season. So I, I was sparring heavyweights during the off season. I heard that boxing was a good uh a good training. Good training for basketball players. Yeah, I mean, you you think you in shape playing basketball? In order to do boxing, have you ever tried just punching for three minutes? Oh no, I mean, Never. I know, Never. I know, right? And the first time I did it, I was you know I was spent, and just even fighting three rounds, I fought three rounds, and I that that spent me. I'm like, man, I'm a NBA athlete of seven, eight years. <laughs> right? I'm in shape. <laughs> but you go and try to take an NBA player and put them and, and put them in twelve rounds of boxing, they'll be lucky to go two, two or three right. rounds. Like, nah, you in shape for basketball. You ain't in shape for boxing, homie. <laughs> right, when I seen Nate Robinson out there, I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> don't know what he's getting into. <laughs> he's still thinking about that one, but yeah. <laughs> so, as as a big man, what were your favorite sneakers to play in? Oh man. Let me think about that. Honestly, people gonna say say this or that, but Kobe's. I used to like playing Kobe's. So some some Nikes. So I used to like the Kobe. Really? Yeah. Jordan has never been really comfortable to play in to me. I don't know about y'all, but you know, I know we'll we'll jump man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know I love him. I know, yeah. Jordan Jordan ain't never really been too comfortable. So um I'll probably say, you know, Kobe's. Um Back in the day, in the early 2000s, I signed a, a shoe contract with Dada. <laughs> Y'all remember Dada? Get Dada Supreme, get out of here. Damn, bro. Yeah, it was cool. I had blisters. And on they, my they had feet. Chris Webber too, right? Yeah, then I was second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Did you have the spinners? Say it again. Yeah, I had those. <laughs> yep. Yep. Needless to say, that only lasted a year. I had to get up out of those, man, for my baby toe fall off. Right, right. <laughs> Gee, <laughs> what were some of the fa fa funniest or craziest pregame routines or superstitions did you did you seen or did you personally have? Man, I used to play with a guy named Rod Stricken. Y'all remember Rod Stricken? Yeah, Rod was an old oh. head when I was a uh, when I was like a rookie, not a, you know yeah. old head in basketball year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when I was a vet in Orlando. When I take this man used to throw up before every game purposely. That was his nope. ritual. Uh, what? Yeah. 12, 13-year vet before every game of his career, he goes into the bathroom and he throws up before every game. 
And I just, wow. yeah, yeah. I just thought that was, <laughs> I just thought that was odd. So he probably had one of the craziest, craziest rituals. Um, mm. As 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 as, as for my pregame routine, I, I just I just ate the same meal before every game. Nine mm. years, same same meal. I eat me. Some, what was that? I eat me some fettuccine and shrimp uh, pasta with mm. some cranberry juice. A little piece of bread. Wow, ready to go. I love fettuccine, chicken fettuccine Alfredo. What's in your, um, what's in your, I guess, iPod now or your, what's your favorite three songs you listening to? What music I'm listening to? Yep. Man, I be trying to listen to these young guys, man, but it's getting rough, man. It's getting <laughs> rough, bro. Um, I like, I like Lil Durk. It's getting rough, man. I listen to Lil Durk. Um, <sighs> always been a Gucci man friend. Fan, I, I, I like Gucci. You know the old okay. Jay Z, Gucci. Yeah, yeah, Jay Z. Jay Z. Yeah, some of the some of the nineties stuff. I I'll probably say nineties mm-hmm. got nineties hip hop was the best. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Nineties hip hop probably in like early two thousands. Two thousand was the best. So just mm-hmm. man, just just a little bit of everybody. You know, I try to work out every day, so I got I got I got a long playlist of stuff. But I'm I'm pretty uh I'm pretty diverse on, on the music side. Subscribe and listen to the latest episodes of Hoop Dreams, the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at OG Hoop Dreams. I'm the gold of my era. I've been a trending topic. I'm as fly as a feather. My pocket's macroscopic. See, with time, I get better. I'm always in the action, kid. Know I got it locked from Chicago where the toughest live. Concrete jungle earned my stripes on the pavement there. You make it here, then you can make it anywhere. No comparison. Your game is embarrassing. No one can touch me. I'm all but going there again. Yeah, I think I'm balling like I'm Will Gates. I'm hoop dreaming, trying to fight against a sealed fate. More faith, think I'm ballin' like I'm Martha A.G. I'm box office in one day, they gon' have to pay me. Yeah, I think I'm ballin' like I'm Will Gates. I'm hoop dreamin', tryna fight against a seal fate. More faith, think I'm ballin' like I'm Martha A.G. I'm box office in one day, they gon' have to pay me. Hoop Dreams the Podcast, an Unlearning Network production. Written and produced by Arthur A.G., Will Gates, Matt Hoffer, with audio engineering from Matt Savage. For more episodes, check us out at www.unlearningnetwork.com. Gotta be a dog to survive in this cold weather. Ice in my veins, no need for a warm sweater. I'm coming forward, all best believe I won't let up, yeah. Hey, I think I'm balling like I'm Will Gates. I'm hoop dreaming, trying to fight against a sealed fate. More faith, think I'm balling like I'm Martha A.G. I'm box office in one day, they gon' have to pay me. Yeah, I think I'm ballin' like I'm Will Gates. I'm hoop dreamin', trying to fight against a sealed fate. More faith, think I'm ballin' like I'm Martha A.G. I'm box office in one day, they gon' have to pay me.
Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.